Well, good morning to all, and a special good morning to the seniors. I've been given the honor and the privilege to be up here this morning. Pastor Jason asked me several weeks ago if I would be interested in speaking to you seniors. So that's why I'm here. For those that don't know who I am, I'm Paul Fields, and uh, I'm here to give a brief charge to the seniors. As you noticed when you came in and you were standing there, at each of your chairs there's an outline and an ink pen. I just didn't want you to get out of the habit of taking notes so early, so I just thought I would give them to you. And this outline is something that you can hang on to and use as a reference later on. Because today what I say might just go right over the top of your head. But I would challenge you to do take your notes. We are gathered here to praise God for the infinite grace that he has been displayed, that has been displayed in your lives, seniors. And let us pray and give praise to the Lord. God, we come to you this morning to pray for our seniors. Again, we just desire to thank you for them. And may they be thankful for the many, many blessings that you have given them this year. And God, please help them to keep a perspective and maintain a true godly priorities in their life. Lord, may the seniors be the light in the world, wherever they may go. And Father, we just give you the praise for this day through Jesus, your Son. Amen. We as a church family want to congratulate you on everything that you have accomplished. We want to thank you, seniors, for your faithfulness to the church family by participating in church attendance, youth group, small groups, Sunday school, check Wednesdays, and so forth. I'd like to briefly encourage you from God's word as you prepare to leave home for college or just to begin that exciting journey at a job, possibly at this time, you may be undecided on what to do. There is nothing wrong with that. When I was down at that age, I would have people come to me and says, Paul, what are you going to do after you graduate? I'd look at them and I'd say, I have no idea. This went on for months and weeks. And even up to the day that I graduated, May 25th, 1964, my typical response was, I don't know. So they would always look at you and say, with this puzzled look, what do you mean you don't know? Well, one day, my grandma Dunn, she came up beside me and put her arm about me. And she says, Paul, I've got some advice for you. 
I thought, bring it on, Grandma. She says, you're going to be a teacher. So when the next person asks you what you're going to be, just tell them you're going to be a teacher. I thought, okay, Grandma, I'll do that. That's exactly what I did do. Grandma apparently had and was praying for me because I did graduate from the University of Northern Iowa with a BA in Education Industrial Arts emphasis with my teacher's license, of which I did not know I was going to do. So Grandma was right. So for you that are undecided, be encouraged. As you are praying, other people are praying for you and the Lord will guide. I think the best way I can accomplish with this charge to you seniors is by looking at the various roles that you have or will soon have and discover what God's word has to say about each of these important responsibilities. This is my personal charge to you seniors and I trust it will reflect God's priorities. But prior to the charge, I have a question. First and foremost, are you a child of God? We read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself is a gift of God. Have you accepted this great gift of eternal life from God? If not, come and talk to me after the service or to someone else. Because your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is the most important decision you can make. It has been a privilege to see some of you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4.10 tells us, God has given each of you as a believer, some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. Continue to use these gifts for God's glory. With that said, I challenge you with these seven items as a child of God. Number one, never allow yourself to think you somehow arrived. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, I do not mean to say I am perfect. <clears throat> I haven't learned all that I should even yet. But I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. Keep on pressing on. And it is work. I want to emphasize that word to you. It's work. Those of you that participated in music, sports, drama, excelled high in academics, to do that, I'm sure you sat on the couch at home and didn't do any work. No, that's not true. You worked hard. You gave a lot of time. You thought about it. 
you went back to work. So what's number one tell us? Never allow your think you've somehow arrived. I haven't arrived yet. Number two, avoid comparing your spiritual walk with others. Rather, focus your attention on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Christ-likeness is a standard and your objective. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven because of what Christ Jesus did for us. I hope all of you who are mature Christians will see eye to eye with me on these things. And if you disagree on some, I believe that God will make it plain to you if you fully obey the truth you have. What was the first part of this challenge? I strain to reach the end of the race. Work, strain, it's a race. I look down here, some of you have participated in that race. It's hard. But seniors, I look at you and I say, Jesus, these young people are the ones that are going to strain and work. I got confidence in you. I got faith in you. You can do it. Also remember the inspired words of Paul in 1 Thessalonians 4.10. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. Excel still more in your faith. Your walk is not done. Don't forget, your walk is not done. Number three, continue then to grow in humility, gentleness, and grace. As you, no doubt, will grow in knowledge and in an understanding. And with that, with my work and excelling up here, I'm going to turn number four over to Pastor Jeff and let him address number four to you. They can't. Oh, there we go. Hi, you guys. Yeah, you don't know me. I'm still new. So a year ago, the kids in front of me, they weren't even in kindergarten yet when I came to their church. So I knew them pretty well. But let's get right to number four. Number four is I encourage you to seek wise counsel from godly friends and your parents, but only after you first ask God for wisdom and direction. And Paul, this is, this is all Paul right here. These aren't even, this isn't my point. But I'm sharing Paul's point. It is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding, but in everything, acknowledge him. And he will make your, he will make, what does it say, your path straight. His way clear to you. So here's what I'm going to take from this. Seek wise counsel from godly friends your parents and the Lord, the best thing you can do, and you guys, this is awesome because you haven't started your first day of college yet on campus, right? You haven't started your first, like, post-high school job yet. 
Here's what you got to find. You've got to find good people to hang around, good friends. You want friends that are better than you are, smarter, faster, stronger, wiser, better looking, more articulate, more humorous. These are the kind of people you want to hang out with because then you'll get, but they will pull you up. So when it comes to good friends and the little coterie, which means circle, the little circle of friends that you're around, pick really good people to be around. And they'll make you better, but then you know what? Then you turn around and you love everybody and you serve everybody, especially those that society would say are less than you. Those are the ones you serve and you love everybody. But when you're just hanging out, you're just hanging out with somebody, pick good people. So I've got this friend. He and I were college roommates. Oh, we had a blast. You know in Psalm 1 where it says, don't uh, hang out, uh, don't stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, uh, but blesses. His, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Well, this guy, his delight was in the law. My delight was in the law of the Lord. We hung out together, and we had a good time learning and growing as believers and preparing as pastors. 35 years ago, we're still best buds. We're still best friends. He might even come here this fall and speak at our men's retreat. I'm a better person because of him, and I think he's a better person because of me. You guys, find good friends. And then you know what? Be the good friend that somebody else needs to find. Now, I know for all of you and for, for Paul, this is exciting. This is really, you got your, I know, you hear it all the time, blah, blah, blah. You got your whole futures ahead of you. It's all in front of you. Life is in front of you. And life gets better. Life gets better. So, find the right friend. Start now. Because if you wait till you're 40 or 50, it's too late to have a friend that you've had for 20 or 30 years. So start now. Find those good friends. That's all I got. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Move down to number five. Constantly remind yourself, though that with great privilege comes great stewardship. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is required, found in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. So seniors, the Lord has given much. He's going to continue to give much. And he is saying here, much is going to be required of you. And it is a blessing to be able to give back. Number six, as a child of God, don't forget how important daily Bible devotions are to your spiritual growth. It's easy to dry up. I remember back when I graduated from high school, where was I at in reading the Bible? Where did I go with it after I read the Bible when I was in school. It became a point in my life where it started drying up. 
Even when I went off to the military, to the Air Force, I'll never forget, when I left Des Moines here, they gave me a New Testament. Did I ever open that New Testament up? First of all, I never had time because they was always doing something. But they gave us the opportunity when we went to chapel. I've experienced a dried up period. I don't want you to go through that. What was some of the first words that we used today? Work and excel. Picking up your Bible daily is a work discipline. And I'm looking at you right now and you're saying, Paul, you just don't realize I've got a job to do. I've got to get up and go to college. Fine. Get up an hour early. Yeah, you can do it. For those that are in my small group, and there are some of you out there that are in my small group, in Jeanette's small group, what's something that you hear from me quite frequently? They probably get irritated at times, I don't know. But it says, please be in the Word and prayer daily. So this is a charge to you. Don't neglect the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us, through faith which is in Christ Jesus, all scripture is inspired by God. And listen what is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. Why would we not want to be in the Bible for all the things that it does? First Peter 2.2 says, Like a newborn infant long for pure milk, the word that by it you may grow in respect to your salvation. Pray that your love for Jesus Christ will deepen as a result of these times. Again, you must work at it. Read daily the Word of God. Number seven, last challenge point. Make it a priority to plug yourself into a Bible-believing church. One where you can be fed, discipled, and cared for. One where you can use your spiritual gifts and talents for the edification of the family of God and for the glory of God. Never forget, you are first and foremost a child of God. As I was attending the University of Northern Iowa, they always taught me the best teacher is to repeat. So I will repeat the seven challenges as a child of God. Number one, never allow yourself to think you've somehow arrived. Avoid comparing your spiritual walk with others. Rather, focus on the attention on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Number three, continue to grow 
then to grow in humility, gentleness, and grace. Number four, I encourage you to seek wise counsel from godly friends and your parents, but only after you first ask God for wisdom and direction. Number five, constantly remind yourself, though that with great privilege comes great stewardship. Number six, as a child of God, don't forget how important daily Bible devotions are to your spiritual growth. Number seven, make it your priority to plug yourself into a Bible-believing church. Let me, com- let me conclude with this, and this is a reminder. You still are your parents, son or daughter. Going off maybe notification for the to-be college student or the one that will be remaining at home to work on a job, I'm guessing that you're still going to be somewhat financially dependent upon who? Mom and Dad. That, of course, means that you're still obligated to obey and honor them. As Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, what? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother so that that may be well with you and that you may live long on earth, which I'm sure most of you want to do that. When you're up at night eating ice cream, and some of the gals might be painting their fingernails or toenails. Guys, I don't think you'll be doing that. <clears throat> some of you might be cramming for an examination, chemistry exam, whatever. Take a moment to stop and thank God for giving you fine parents. Again, it's a discipline. Take time to reach out to mom and dad. With the social media, it's not hard anymore. And say, hi, mom. How you doing? What'd you do today? Mom might say, did you read the word today? Got it, moms? Another idea that I think is true and is neat is that you need to write your parents a note. Please catch that. I said what? Write. I didn't say I said write a note. And I would challenge you to be able to do that because I think it's a key idea. I've been down this path. Moms wrote to me. I wrote to my parents. But I received a card note from my brother. And granted, this is not a parent. But I want to show you how meaningful a card note can be. So I would like to share this with you. It starts July 12th, 1985. Dear Paul, I love you. The Lord has impressed on my heart that I don't ever remember ever saying that to you. 
I am thankful that you are my brother, and more than that, my brother in Christ. You have meant a lot to my life and our marriage. You, by the power of the Holy Spirit, brought me home to be with my family. Sure would like to take to get together sometime just to talk and to share the Lord and pray together fervently, which we have never done. My prayer for you and your family is Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Your brother in Christ, Ron. That was a written note from my brother. It's the same note that the parents would cherish if they got it from a senior, a son or a daughter. Thanksgiving Day, 1985. My brother was killed. But I still have the message. And I carry this message around in my Bible. Seniors, that's why I'm stressing the importance to write that note to mom and dad. Because this note meant so much to me, it can mean likewise the same to your mom and dad. So take time to write a note to your mom and dad. Also, don't, remember, don't forget your siblings also. Seniors, this is graduation, and you will continue to graduate from events, experiences, relationships, as you proceed through life. Ephesians 2.10 tells us we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works with God prepared in ver- which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what are you willing to do, seniors? Devote yourself daily to his word so that you can build a much stronger relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I truly love you, seniors, and I want to thank you for allowing me to share with you today. I would like to invite the worship team up, and they will have the last song with us. So, again, seniors, enjoy the day. Give the Lord all the praise and the glory. And uh, with that, thank you.